Welcome back to the Yankees Nation podcast presented by uh, New York Sports Nation. We are two days away from opening day now as we woke up and uh, saw the news that opening day is postponed to Friday, which I, th- I mean, looking at the- <laughs> I think it's the right choice, but um, uh, it'll be nice to be to watch a game that's uh, in, in nicer weather than uh, rather than watch it, watch a game in, uh, in being played in the rain tomorrow. So um, we got a lot to get to. We got some trades that the Yankees made and we, we got some over unders that we're going to do. The Yankees roster is set. But um, before we do that, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I think we've got, I am excited. I, I was looking at that weather and I was like, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three game series against the Red Sox, which would normally be what we're doing at this time of the year is the right thing to do. You know, let's uh, we'll, we'll punt on Thursday, you know, tomorrow, th- th- Thursday being tomorrow. I mean, out here, out West, I'd be having Yankee baseball for breakfast at 10 a.m. So I just have to push that off one more day. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I think I, I'm we'll, when we start talking about the team, I'm I'm getting giddy, which is crazy. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at the at the team, um, there, there's been some projections that come that have come out, and they they really like the team. Uh, as I said, uh, the uh, before we uh, started recording, the Yankees pitching staff is the number one ranked pitching staff. Um, by fan graphs and I think their position players are like uh, they're like top three so um, reason for optimism I know the projections aren't everything but um, the, on paper they do they look like they should be very competitive this year um, but let's get to the trades that the Yankees made over the last week um, kind of shapes the uh, roster in a bit a bit of a different way than we might have expected a week ago. But the first one, and the, probably the most notable one uh, that the Yankees made was uh, they traded for Rangers catcher Jose Trevino, um, and they gave up uh, Albert Abreu um, and uh, left-handed pitcher Robert, Robert Alstrom, uh, who was in, a, in the minor leagues. But Albert Abreu, who was someone that I liked and uh, expected to have a big league role this year, um, and, and maybe potentially take like a Jonathan Loisica type leap. Um, even though mm. that, that would be a, that, that's a big, that's a huge leap, but I, I, I thought, I thought he could be a quality reliever like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Yankees needed a backup catcher with Ben Rutford, uh, having the oblique issue and really Ben Rutford has had not had much time in the big leagues as, as well. So, yeah. um, they get a backup catcher, um, maybe potentially platoon catcher with Higgy. And looking at Trevino's defensive numbers, uh, w- with how much the Yankees like framing uh, yep. catchers and how much the league in general likes framing, it makes sense. Uh, Trevino has one of the best uh, framing numbers uh, out of out of catchers. So, not going to be much of an offensive guy, but that's what catchers. That, that that's just the modern day catchers now. Well, and if Higgy's uh, spring continues on into the season, they're not going to need a whole lot more offense out of the catcher position. I mean, when they, it was funny yesterday talking Yanks uh, posted uh, a snapshot of a TV, TV screen of, of uh, Higgy with his four, 441 batting average his 1.7 yeah. uh, on base uh, OPS. Um, you know, it just, I mean, he's having he's having a dynamite spring. He answered any defensive questions yesterday, throwing out two runners in the final game of the uh, spring training season. So, and and that, that beautiful play at that uh, at third base too to cut that guy down. I love that throw. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they needed a catcher. I mean, they we're gonna you know uh, with Rodford having his problems and the oblique is not going to go away easily. The oblique injuries don't they they linger. Um, but at the same time. Uh, who was Rob Brantley was our, our, our second catcher. And so, um, you know, I think it was a good idea. I hope it's not a platoon situation as much as it is just giving Higgy rest because Higgy deserves a shot to be the full-time guy and, you know, everything we're seeing out of him, you know, is going to make us, uh, 
sorry, El Gary, it's going to make us forget, you know, pretty quick what we weren't getting. It just the the, the back the backup, the defense, and the in the catcher position is so critical. And right now we've got a defensive team that's great all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, when you look at it and consider how the Yankees had a bullpen full of guys who, who uh, were just out of options, mm. um, it, it makes a lot of sense for them to make this deal. Um, uh, Albert Abreu, I agree with you. Albert Abreu would have done a really good job. He 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 gave us sparks last year. Um, yeah, he flashed he his up. potential. Yep, he certainly did. Um, let's get to the next one. This this one was interesting. It's a straight up one for one deal with the Mets. Um, uh, the pitcher Miguel Castro uh, for Joely Rodriguez, and this one also makes sense when you look at the the bullpen. Um, the Yankees had. Two lefties in Wandy Peralta and um, uh, Lucas Litke ahead yep. of him, uh, mm -hmm. ahead of Joely Rodriguez. So um, trading your third best lefty in the bullpen uh, who is going to come in when in a very specialized situation when there's right. a, like two outs and the lefties coming up, that's uh, it makes a lot of sense uh, to get someone with, uh, with the upside of uh, Castro, he throws what 98, 98 to a hundred. So, um, I do like this deal for the Yankees. Castro is someone who has good stuff, uh, struggles with the walks. That's the thing. And that was the, yep. th if you think back to last year, when we traded for Clay Holmes, that was the thing with him. He was the location. So hopefully Matt Blake can work his magic here yep. as well. Um, I think he Mets fans did uh, think he was a pretty good reliever, and maybe I think they they were talking about after the sticky stuff ban, he kind of struggled a bit. But we'll see. He's going to be a kind of a back end of the bullpen guy anyway. So yeah, he's got the month in my mind. He's got the month of April to prove himself to figure out whether he's going to be part of the what the roster after yeah. after we pare down from twenty eight. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then when you think about Joey, Joely Rodriguez, it's like, uh, the Mets are looking for their, uh, Juan Soto's coming up in the eighth inning and <laughs> they're going to bring in Joely, the, the lefty specialist. So, yeah. 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 It's good. So again, yeah. Another good trade, uh, you know, under the radar type stuff was Joely a guy that could not option. Right. Um, I know they like, they, they let him go, then signed him back. So it's kind of funny how he doesn't oh. he, like he's not even on the on the roster on opening day. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. signed back with the team, but um, yeah, it just made sense with a, a bit of a logjam at yeah. lefty um, at lefty relievers. So um, the the next trade that the Yankees made this was this one's funny because I mean they traded one dollar for this yeah. guy from the Rays, uh, David McKay. I think he's a relief pitcher. He's going to start in AAA. Going to be on the 40-man, but, um, yeah, I mean, shows you how, how little the, the Rays the race thought. Wow, yeah, for $1, and they said, here, take him. But there's something about that. There's got to be something about that, right? I mean, it's, yeah. first off, it's an in-division trade. Um Maybe, maybe, maybe the Rays owed us one when we passed down to them. Uh, we gave them Choi. Choi, yeah. <laughs> um, but who who else did we give them? Last year we gave them somebody. So I'll, I'll look it up. So anyway, so oh yeah, God, I our know. guy Kluber now too. So yeah, Corey, yeah. But <clears throat> okay, so I think you're you're right. Now we've got some options, flexibility. Uh, we know that Scranton shuttle is uh, going to have to be potentially in play sometime. Uh, all right. So uh, you want to talk over the uh, Herman, I mean, Herman and writing situations. Yeah. Um, I, I basically only included this just to say uh, what we're going into the season with on the IL. Mm -hmm. So Herman like ha has been known for a while he's been he was placed on the 60 day um, yep. a couple of weeks ago i i think it was some shoulder type of thing um and steven ridings who i i forgot was injured um uh over the off season uh yep. he uh 
he's going to be on the 60 day as well with the right shoulder impingement. Um, he was someone that I, I probably, you probably would have seen in the uh, opening day bullpen, um, yeah. especially with the 28 man and them carrying 16. Oh yeah. 16 and, and again, another guy who was effective with his time up in the majors last year. So yeah. Um, All right. Let's, let's go quickly over the 28 man roster and then we'll get to the over unders, which, um, Yep. I'm looking forward to, but, but uh, I'm excited they, about this roster. I really am. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, uh, the two catchers the Yankees are carrying, uh, Kyle Higashioka, Higashioka and then uh, Jose Trevino, who they just traded for, of course. Yep. Um, the infielders are carrying Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, Glaber Torres, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, and Josh Donaldson. So, okay. Uh, so, Compared to last year, yeah, it's it's a lot better than last year. I mean, no more Runet Odor, who who gave significant playing time, was a fun guy to have around, but just the quality of player, it's it's an upgrade. Well, so 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 we have a we 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 while we lost Geo at third, we did pick up Donaldson, and as you and I talked uh, previously. I'm kind of surprised at how Donaldson's defense stacked up. Um, and we all knew the hitting was better. So then you move to shortstop, where we actually have a shortstop starting the season this year. Um, now, the interesting part about all this is as they go through their rotation, it looks like Labor Torres is going to get some shortstop time. So, yeah. I mean, he played the other day at shortstop. Um, and so they're they're not forgetting about that. But, but I tell you what, you know um, – uh, yeah, I look at that and I'm saying, okay, but IKF is going to be a real solid shortstop for us. Torres at second with DJ um, also running around there and stuff a little bit too. And then, of course, you've got the human vacuum in Anthony Rizzo at third at first base, who will suck up everything. So um, when you look at last year where we had Bruce, Jay Bruce at first yeah. base starting the season and Gio at third. So the corners were definitely different, but we also had no shortstop basically. And the fact that Torres really couldn't play the position and then it affected everything on him. So yeah, I, I, the deep, the, the infield defense makes me very excited that we're not going to have those gaffes that we had the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Rizzo is just such a big upgrade over what we had over one two last year. Yep. We were running out. It was a hurt Luke Voigt, Mike Ford for a bit, Jay yep. Bruce, who one year ago today, Jay Bruce hit his home run, his one home run as a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then who else? well, we, we used DJ at first, who was like, like, like DJ, but not that's not the most yeah. ideal situation. And when you were running out DJ, you were uh, at first, you were playing Odor at second which yep. I mean the right side of the, of the infield is uh, yep. in a better spot. Um, outfielders they're they are not carrying Tim LaCastro or um, Ender Enciarte. Uh, right. So it's, it's Aaron judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks, and then super utility guy, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, who can play both infield and the outfield. Um, what this says to me we're going to see judge playing some center and we're going to see yep. Stan in the outfield. Yep. So. And that's good because Stan, the more he played defense last year, the better his offense got. And, and, and they, he is not a liability out there at all. And, and so I think that's, I think that's fine. And I think as you get into this lineup and you start looking and seeing, you know, if, if there's one guy offensively that struggles in the lineup, you know, it, you know, if, if, you know, if it's if Hicks struggles, they can easily go with Judge Stanton Gallo in the outfield and start DH and somebody, you know, like LeBayhew or uh, or somebody on that infield group. So I think they've the flexibility is much better this year, but the but the capability uh, seems to be even better than that. I love the fact that Marvin Gonzalez made it. He came out and just played the spring like a house of fire and um you know, originally my thinking was that um, NCR Day was going to be the guy that, that would win that that, outfit, that that utility slot, or they'd carry two, one infield, one outfield. Um, 
but um, nope. And that kind of shocks me too. And we haven't talked, but we're going to carry 16 pitchers and 12 position players. I would have expected 15, 13 um, because where you, but, but there's still got guys, you know, this is where I guess some of these trades are going to get a couple of these pitchers to round in shape, hopefully and see what happens. But I, I, I actually believe that even when they pair down to the 26 again, they're not, nothing's changing on the position players unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like if they ever call up uh, La Castro or NCRT, who would be the first guy they would go with. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if NCRT has that like veteran opt out if he doesn't make the opening day roster type of yeah. deal. So um, we'll see about that. Can but, we have uh, a, can you have a little eulogy here for Brett Gardner? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I mean, I honestly, if they're dealing with injuries in the year, I, I, I wouldn't doubt them bringing him back. I, I feel like, I mean, he's not, he hasn't signed anywhere, but yeah. Yeah. He's got um, no, he's got right now. You know, unfortunately he's got no, no takers. Um, but I wish him, I, I wish him the best. And I tell him stay ready because you could still end up as playing a lot, a lot of playing time in the Yankees, given their history of, of injury. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll miss the bat in the in the dugout. We'll miss the leadership yeah. potentially in the dugout. You know. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the pitchers. The, the pitchers, the, the Yankees are going with a rotation of Cole, Severino, Montgomery, Tyone, and Cortez to start the year, uh, which is expected. Um, and in the bullpen, uh, the usual suspects of Aroldis Chapman, Chad Green, Jonathan Luizaga, Clay Holmes, Johnny Peralta, or Wendy Peralta. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we got Michael King, Lucas Litke, Miguel Castro, just acquired. Clark Schmidt made the team, which um, I, I do like. Yeah. He would have, uh, when thinking about the discussion of, of him, Luis Hale, and uh, Davey Garcia, I think he makes the most sense because he would have had a big league role last year, I think, if he had been dealing with injuries. Right. Um, and then the two guys who, who we haven't really discussed much about, but uh, J.P. Sears and Rod Marinaccio made the team. As well. Take a bow. Take a bow on Rod Marinaccio. Yeah. Okay. It, you, you had that. <laughs> well, he's from... Tom's River, New Jersey. There you go. We, we have we have seen that story before with the the Todd father. So well, and 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 you know, and coincidentally too, uh, the Todd father announced his retirement yesterday yeah, on the same day that on the same day that Marinaccio made it. So Tom's River is still represented. So. Yeah, and uh, JP Sears was talking with Yes uh, Yes Network as well. Um, said he, he facetimed his family after he came out of the game and like they were crying and stuff like that so great, great moment for him as well yeah i think that's awesome i think uh, i think it's looking good i was uh, i was kind of surprised at how um uh chapman's taking a little bit of heat in the spring here you know he, he mm-hmm. made that one comment of i thought i would have had a championship by now by playing with the yankees <laughs> And the fans said, yeah, we thought so too, but you keep giving up home runs. <laughs> yeah. So, they were, they were, they were not friendly to that comment. So, um, but, but it is what it is. I, I think it's, a, I think it's a great looking uh, group and, and uh, I think Schmidt well is well-deserved. He, he really looked good. He was actually the uh, player of the spring voted by the, uh, yeah. the baseball writers um, for the second year. I guess he did it in 2020 as well. Um, so uh Yep. It looks it looks like a really strong starting staff. It looks like a really strong bullpen, and you have a guy or two in that bullpen that can come out and make a start if we need to. Between Schmidt and King, I think those two guys can probably uh, give us some long innings if we need it. Right? So yeah. Um. All right. Let's get to over unders. The first two I have listed on the uh, uh, on the bullet points. I want to do that last. So. Let's get straight to straight up home run totals. Um, uh, the first one is Aaron Judge at 36 and a half home runs. Brian, what do you think? Excuse me. I'm going to go over. 
I, I think judge judges do for a year. Um, speaking of judge, we should be hearing today um, or tomorrow about an extension on him. Yeah. There was a rumor that it was already set in stone and they've just been mumsy quiet about it. Carlos Beltran. <laughs> yeah, except for Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I say he's over. I, I actually think he's got a shot at, well, all right, hold on. We're in the uh, deadened ball, right? So actually, do we know what I'm ball we're playing with? I'm not sure about that because the, the, there are more spring training home runs than there have been in mm. recent. I think uh, we might be in for a juice ball year here. Okay. <laughs> Which, or we're playing with two different yeah. balls again. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. come on, commissioner. Um, anyway, so I, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say he hits 40. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm got this, this two Yankee fans talking here. I'm going to go over again. Yeah. Here. Um, I just can't envision him staying healthy and not getting at least 37. So, I, I mean, th there was a clip that came out of him from him in the off season. He's like, I'm going to hit 50 this year again. Mm. So, um, so I, wait, I, you're I, thinking, I, are you doing a pipe prices right situation on me? You're coming in at 37 when I said 40. <laughs> well, all right. uh, hey, all, all that matters is is the overheads. We get yeah, the same yeah, credit. Good. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, I think he I think he gets over 36 and a half. I think yeah. uh, Eric Cressy has a, a has a uh, I think he's worked wonders with the with the uh, new training regimen. So um I, I can't envision a year where judge stays healthy where I mean I, I think he I, I think he will I think some of yep. his injuries have been bad luck um mm -hmm. so uh I'll go over here yep this, uh, this next this next one's easy yeah uh the first I mean, part anyway yeah uh uh Giancarlo Stanton the number that uh I saw for odds on him was uh, 31 and a half homers. Uh, I think this was uh, taking into account injuries, um, which uh, they seem to think that Stanton is more injury prone than Judge. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also added this one just for fun, uh, uh, 60 games in the outfield. Yeah, now that's that's going to be the one that's that's the tricky one for me. But I, I'm going to go Stanton has, 30, has hits the over on 31 and a half homers by the end of August. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he, he, you know, his stroke is looking good. He, he's there. The ball just jumps off his bat. Even, even a, even a dead and ball still doesn't stand much of a chance with him. So yeah, I, I, I'm going, I'm going Stanton over by August. End of August. Yeah. yeah. Now it's the 60 game. Okay. Go ahead. You go with the home run yeah. thing, and then we'll talk about the, 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 the home runs thing. It basically comes down to whether you think he's going to get injured. I think, which um, not going to. I hate to predict injury, but uh, I'm going to go over here. I think yeah. he's going to. I think he'll get over 31 and a half here. I think he had a really healthy season last season. He and Judge both. Made and, and you know did well and Stanton played like 130 games right or 120 games something like that yeah something like that yeah and he only had one IL trip yeah was in, early in the season so <clears throat> yep so I think I think Stanton plays and I think the more the team has fun the more he's out there uh, and and doing some stuff because um he doesn't have the pressure he's not going to have the pressure on him this year. When you look at that lineup with Gallo, with Rizzo, with Donaldson added to the edge of the pile, there's there's no pressure in that lineup on anybody. There's pressure on the pitchers facing them, but yeah. that's about it. So, all right, 60 games in the outfield. I like it, actually. Mm -hmm. I like it. I don't know if he makes it that far, but I, I think, um, yeah. you know, first off, both legs are playing DH right now. So there's no need to play him on the, on the, uh, on the, in the games. There's, there's no need to do anything other than DH for him when they played national league teams. So that makes me say under. Yeah, I'm going under have... here too. Yeah. I I initially thought maybe 50 was a good number here, but I think mm. he's going to be I think he'll end up in that 
like 55 range maybe mm. that's what i'm thinking um all right yeah. so i'm going under i don't have an exact number for you yet i'm, I'm gonna say uh, if they do a rotation and he's in left field i'm gonna say there's a potential for him to get to 50 but i don't see many more yeah. than 50. Mm -hmm. yeah the next number we have is uh joey gallo 38 and a half home runs now, this kind of surprises me that they're actually penciling them in for more home runs than Judge or Stanton. Mm -hmm. um, um, but 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 that's his stroke, right? And and it's yep. uh, <clears throat> okay. Um, well, I'm going to say Joey has more walks than home runs. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he better. He better if he, he doesn't. Yeah. That's uh, that's not a good year. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going under, I'm going under, I'm going to say Gallo yeah. has 35. Yeah. This was, uh, when I was looking at this one, it was interesting because I looked at, uh, this was the same line that they had last year for home runs, uh, for Joey Gallo home runs and guess how many home runs he hit last year. He hit 38. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, he, he probably would have hit more if he didn't struggle so much when he got to New York. But I mean, I, th I think part of that he's, is he's a streaky player anyway. Um, and part of it, part of me is like, I don't want to go over for every home run total here. I don't want it to be just going over, uh, taking the over. I yeah. think he could, I think he could, he definitely could hit 40. Um, and part of part of me wanted to be like, oh, it's a contract year for him. He's going to have a huge year. Um, oh, but, that's true too. Yeah. But I'm going to go the under here. I think he he ends up 36, 37, right under. Yeah, but I'm also going to say his batting average is going to jump 20 points. Okay. He's done uh, it before. Yep. So. I'm going to say he's not he's not a 210 hitter or a 215 hitter, and. And um, he he really put so much pressure on himself when he came over to the Yankees last year. And the fact that he's been mic'd up two or three times in the spring training and has really looked loose and, and, and done well. And he's going to be around Rizzo for a whole year. And he's going to be around, you know, the, the Yankee system and the Yankee folks for, I, I think he's going to hit better for average um, and, uh, and, and still come in a little light of 38 home runs. He's not going to be in the Texas thin air anymore. And that, that yeah. helped him last year. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Next one I have, this was one I, I made up myself. Um, uh, Josh Donaldson, 25 and a half home runs. I think it's right. Yeah. But I've got to be able to go over or under, right? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say over. Mm -hmm. not, I, by I, much, not by much more, but over. Yeah. He hit 26 last year. Yeah. <laughs> so um, his projections say he's going to hit 28 this year. Mm. And I think I'm going to go over because I think his type of swing He's going to hit a lot of those like high fastballs the other way. Yeah. Short porch. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, at the end, he's, he's stayed healthy more than people think. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go over here. Um, the last home run total I have uh, is, is for Glaber Torres. I have it set at 20 and a half. You know, he's swinging a better bat. He um, he's hitting. He's also being more aggressive with his swing, um, and um, and he's he's at second base all year. So he also got to do is perform things he already knows. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going over. I think he's got yeah. a shot being over. So yeah, this this one we could find out really early whether this one's going to hit or not. Because if he has a rough April, he might be just he might just lose the, the starting second base job to DJ. Yeah. Um I'm I think I'm gonna go slightly under here. I think he ends up about 18, 19. I okay. think he 
he he's talked about um, how he was kind of just swinging out of his shoes and trying to pull the ball too much last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to co- become that gap type of hitter this year again. Yeah. Um, kind of, I think he's going to be more like 2018 Glaber instead of 2019 where he hit 38. I don't think you're ever going to get that out of him again. I mean, I think he could easily hit over 20, but I'll go slightly under here. I think part of this, part of my reasoning is he's going to have a, uh, he's going to have more off days with the, the infield rotation as well. So, and, and that's probably true, but I'm going to go with the fact I got to also consider that the Yankees is the last season last year that the Yankees are going to play the Orioles 19 times. So you've got to go, if you're, if you're reaching back to Glaber, in, in that in that time frame, then you are reaching back to Glaber versus the Orioles, and he could hit this number just against them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm going to say that's why I'm I'm going over with him because I'm thinking he's 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 got a better year for, ahead of him. Yeah. They'll they'll all be a little looser, and um, yeah, he he'll lose some playing time to uh, to DJ, but uh, you know I think he's good. I, I'm he's playing the Orioles 19 times. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> one, th- one thing to consider, they moved the fences back in Camden Yards. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is true, too. But yeah, but still, still uh, 19 games is a lot. And half yeah. the, or eight was 18 half, uh, half, yep. like, half the games are at home. So, <laughs> right. Right. Um, those are all the home run totals I have. Um, we got some hit totals for uh, uh, DJ LeMahieu is the first one. Then I threw in a, a an average over under here for just uh, for fun. Oh, yeah. Um, once one sixty one hits one sixty one and a half hits for DJ Lemayhew. Um, if he, if he gets enough, if he gets enough at bats, he's going to hit that. I mean, you know, it, you know, the key is he's always been such a good hitter. Yes, he had the uh, hernia last sports hernia last yeah. year, which really impacted him. Um, and and you know, he's such a quiet guy. He'll play through everything. Uh, and he did, but, um, but no, he, he definitely deserves a, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say if he's playing every day and he's getting the at-bats the way they said he's going to get at-bats, 161 hits, 161 and a half hits, he'll, he'll go, he'll hit that. He'll go over that. Okay. Uh, 300 average. I hope he's 310, 315, 320, you know. I, I think he's just got the stroke to still stay as a 300 hitter forever. Yeah. I was thinking of going under here, but okay. uh, for the hit total, mm-hmm. but I'm, I think I'm going to go over. I just pulled up his, uh, just his career hit totals. Yeah. Last year in a down year, he had uh 160. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he was on track for, he, if they played 162 in 2020, he would have hit it. He hit. He had 197 in 2019. Um, he mm-hmm. went under in 2018, but the previous three seasons before that, he went. He was way over it. So yeah. I'll go over here. Um, and then I'm also going to go over for the average because the I think pretty much every year he's gone under 300. He he's uh, he's gone back over the next year. So um, I'll I'll go slightly over for the average. I don't think he's going to be like a 330 type of hitter, but um, I think think you could, you could see like 310 or something like that um, for sure. I think he's, yeah, you know, he's, here's another thing I think may impact and this may, may be where I would consider an under uh, on his number hits. Who's batting lead off. Yeah, that's true. He he always got that extra one or two at bats every game because he was in he was in that early part of the order, and if he's not batting lead off and say Donaldson takes it because Donaldson's been getting it the last few games, right? Yeah, that that may reduce his number of at bats, uh, which drives it down a little bit. But but you as you um, the fact that last year was a down year and he still had 160, yeah, I'm going over still. I'm staying over. Yeah, um, IKF. 165 and a half here. Let me pull up his hit total from last year. But Brian, I have I have a specific thought process I have with this one. 
so I okay. want to let you go go first here. Oh, okay. I'm um, being set up. All right. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, all right. So IKF, I I think if he plays as many games as we hope he plays, and and you know that's he's he's a guy that plays 155 plus games every season. Um, that that to me is a, a low hit total, and I think he's got a shot at doing much better than that. So. He had I believe one seventy-two last year, just okay. for reference. So one seventy-two, and he played in one hundred and fifty-four games, I think, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is, I mean, nearly every day. So, the, but the thing is, okay, one seventy-two last year. They're going to be rotating a guy in and out of the lineup every. He's going to be getting a day off, at least one day off every week. So that's twenty less games than than they would be playing. So. Um, if you have 172, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say still over. I'm still, I'm still feeling good about 165 and a half. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, he'll hit 170. All right. All right. So my my thought process with this is, I think he's, I think he'll be, he might be on track to get it. But the Yankees have some prospects that they're going to be be uh, calling up later in the season. Oswald Peraza is starting in AAA. I think uh, I think he actually hit a bomb last night or something like that. <laughs> but um, might have been someone else. But I'm thinking Oswald Peraza, who is starting in AAA, is going to get the call this year mm -hmm. at some point. And if he's hitting, if he keeps hitting the way he was last year. Uh, they're going to give him some run at shortstop. Okay. So going to go the under here with IKF. And also, I mean, Anthony Volpe is starting in double A. Right. He's and starting that, in Trenton. That's the biggest leap yeah. to, uh, in the minors. So um, if he's hitting well in double A and say uh, Peraza is, uh, um, say they want to fast track him a bit, um, they, they can he can have a short stint at AAA and he can get called up this year at the end as well. So um, mm. not because of, not because of IKF's ability as a player, I'm thinking because of the prospects that could yeah. actually get the yeah. call, I'm going to go under. Yeah. Makes, IKF. A lot of, makes a lot of sense. Good call. Um, I wasn't necessarily thinking that they were going to be needing the rest guys in September. I think they're playing. I think they're playing for a division title still, right down to the end. So, that's a, but, but that's a that's a really good assessment. And and um, IKF is, you know, part can can be viewed potentially as a stopgap. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think he I think he views himself as much more of that than that. So yeah. I think that's a good thing. Now all of this and all of these are injury. You know, we're not planning on any injuries. We're not planning on people having tough, uh, tough seasons or getting hurt or anything like that. So I'm, yeah, okay. Just, just the history of the Yankees. There's always, there's always something happening. So yeah. All right. Um. Next one, we have Garrett Cole. Uh, 15 and a half wins and 255 and a half strikeouts. What are you thinking here? All right. Um, last year he had 15 wins, right? Or 16. I think he had 16 last year. Yeah. 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 He used 16 and eight last year. Okay. And he was hurt um, toward the August, September timeframe. I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to say he goes, uh, dang, I'm going over. I'm going over on the wins, under on the strikeouts. I'm doing the same thing because okay. I think in the first, in the first part of the year last year, I think it was like his first, first like 16 games with the Yankees or something. They, they had like an eight and eight record in, uh, uh, in games he pitched, um, so I think he's going to get more run support this year. And he had 16 last year. So I think he ends up uh, with a couple more wins. Um, strikeouts, he's only gone over that number his two years in Houston. So um, 
although he, I think he's still going to be great without the spider tech, I think that brings the strikeouts league wide down. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go under with the strikeouts. Okay. Um, the last bullet point I have, um, it's hard to set any specific um, specific uh, line for Luis Severino, but I wanted to include him in this discussion um, and uh, just have some general expectations for him because I wanted to. <laughs> I'm waiting for you there. Yeah, go. I know. You Brian, said wants, <laughs> Brian wants me to uh, make a joke here because uh, Luis Severino's been the king of general soreness <laughs> and i'm saying general expectation there you go um, but um I, yeah i mean i i don't want to want it to be in april and us have like not a defined expectation before him uh, for him before the season started so um brian what do you have in mind for luis severino this year okay i'm i'm uh I'm going to go with the fact he's, he's, he's on target to start the second game of the season and hopefully stays in the rotation uh, through the season. I'm, I'm going to, my, my, my goals for Severino this year would be 20 starts. Yeah. Okay. 20 starts. And I'm going to go with 12 wins and I'm hoping he goes over on the 20 starts, but um you know, I'm I'm hoping we get a we get a solid year out of him, uh, and I, I just I just believe they're going to baby him a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's what yeah. I was thinking about. A little, Twenty starts, maybe a little over that. Um, yeah. And I also wanted to say, for April, I'm not going to expect him to be ace Luis Severino like we've seen yeah. in the past. Um, I think we're going to see type of a, a kind of like a Kluber type. Tyone type trajectory with him where he uh, after missing time, he's going to struggle with location early on, but as the season goes on, he, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be closer to what we saw before. Um, And, you know, I think 20 starts is a good goal for him because, you know, the Yankees had Tyone last year, who's coming off two Tommy John surgeries. Yeah. I think they know how to, they, I think they're they got a pretty good plan for how to handle uh, another guy coming off Tommy John again. Yep. So. Yeah. And I and I think that Tyone's got a, a similar expectation. I'm hoping we can get to 20 and 25 starts out of Tyone, and um, and of course Monty, another guy coming off of it, uh, two years, three years removed now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I like I, you look at it, and you and, and I think we could. You know, we get another 25 starts out of Monty. You know, if they get, if they can keep this start, this pitching staff, at least the top four and get, and get 80 to 90 starts out of them. No, they need a hundred starts out of that top four. So, and then Cortez, of course, is, you know, uh, he's, he's good. And then they'll, they'll use that sixth uh, starter, which will be Schmidt or King. Uh, you know, um, potentially, hopefully Schmidt. Um, and they'll use Hill and and yeah. uh, Garcia a bit as well. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, we are high on the, the Yankees pitching depth. We think uh, yep. we, we've discussed before. We think they're overlooked league-wide. So. Um, just by, by fan bases re- league wide. Um, that, those are all the over unders and bullet points I have, but now let's jump back up. Where are they going to finish and how many? Yeah. Wins? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the, the line that I saw was 91 and a half wins. Um, and with how good I think the Yankees pitching will be, um, and with a bit of him and improved offense, I'm going to go with the over here. Um, mm-hmm. I also think you'll see some regression from Tampa Bay. I'm not high on the Boston pitching staff as well. They have like bullpen guys <laughs> yep. as their depth starters. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to go over 92 wins. I have them. I'm going to pick them second in the division behind Toronto. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. All right. So I went last night as you and I were prepping. I said I went last night month by month and and series by series and just looked through the whole season. Mm -hmm. I think August is going to be their tough month. But I think they, they need to start they need to start April strong, as you said and as you wrote. Um, I'm going with the over. I'm going with 95 wins, and I'm saying that's good enough to win the division mm-hmm. because it's going to be a tough division. It, you know, uh, Tampa may have uh, you know taken a step back, but they're not taking big steps back. Um, uh, I think I think two things two things hinge on it. One is they the Yankees have to be able to go toe to toe with Toronto. And Toronto is going to be the big, the big gorilla this year that they've got to go go past. And so far in the spring, they haven't shown uh, that they can. They, you know, I, I worry every game they played because Toronto has thrown their lineup out there uh, in every game, and uh, and and they've looked good. Now, the other aspect of the in division again, this is the last year that the in division teams are playing each other nineteen times. The Yankees lost the division last year because they couldn't beat the Orioles more than halftime. Mm-hmm. So I think they've got to they've got to wipe up on the Orioles. They've got a chance to uh, do do much better against the Red Sox. Um, they need they need to win the, the season series against all these other teams in order for them to to have the division. Yep. So yeah, and although I am. Picking to part of my part of this is like I don't want to I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, um, part of this is like Toronto. I I, I think they kind of got unlucky with uh, their win total last year, but I don't. I think they start kind of like stayed the same. When you look at mm. what they lost, they lost a Cy Young winner, yeah, replacing him with Kevin Gosman, who is good but not great, right? Um. And they're replacing Marcus Simeon, who is a top five MVP guy, with Matt Chapman, who is a great defender, but like low key has not been as good offensively as uh, you would expect when you look at the name recognition that he has. So I think they kind of stayed the same. I think like they could get a full year of George Springer, who was hurt a lot last year which yep. could help even it out. But I think they, they, they lost. I mean, look at the war they lost in the, uh, with those two guys that are, are leaving. That's yeah. a lot. It's a lot to make up, but. Well, I think their bullpen got better and that's the key for yeah. them because their, their bullpen stunk early in the season last year. They're, they're, yeah. they, they lost a lot of games later in the game. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And uh well, it is, but it is, is going to be a battle, but I think they, this, as we know, the first two series of the year, first one is a three gamer against the Red Sox. And then you got a four game series against Blue Jays. Um, you know, they need to, they need to come out of that with a better than 500 um, percentage in my, my mind in order to launch themselves for the rest of the season. Yep. Now, one, one thing we didn't talk about that's probably going to play into here is, what about the impact of going up into Toronto to play games and you can't take your whole lineup because of the vaccination yeah. situation? Yeah. And who is one of our unvaccinated guys? I think Judgy. Yeah, we don't know 100% yeah. for sure, but um, it's speculated that Judge and Rizzo mm-hmm. are unvaccinated so we will find out in early May, I think, when they go to yeah. or. Yep. Or the or they lift the thing and then uh, probably not. Um, but uh, I, I mean, hopefully they get they get vaccinated yeah. if they aren't. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's something that honestly I'll worry about when it, it goes there. That is, that is something that is something to consider. They, <coughs> the the Blue Jays are going to have an advantage all year. Um, yeah. After yep. after playing in Dunedin and Buffalo for yep. the past two years, that it, this is kind of making up for it. Yep. Yep. So. For sure. Yeah. All right. So you say they finish second behind Toronto, and I say they eke out and and win the division ahead of Toronto. Yeah. 
I can't say they're going to win the season series against Toronto, but they have to win enough games against the rest of the rest of the division in order to make that up. So, okay. And last year they were miserable inside division. I think, I think we were talking about that from May through the end of the year. So, all right. Well, Hey, guess what? The history lesson of the, of the, uh, of this podcast is, National League is going to the DH this year, and today is the exact anniversary of the very first DH at bat in 1973 by none other than the Yankee legend, Ron Blumberg. Okay. Did you know that if it hadn't been for the Red Sox making a gaffe in that first inning of that game, which the Red Sox eventually won and routed the Yankees 15 to five. But if the, if the Red Sox hadn't made a gaffe in that first inning, Blumberg never would have come to the plate in the first inning. And who would have been the designated hitter, the very first designated hitter for the American League? None other than Orlando Cepeda, who was signed by the Red Sox. And he, he was batting early enough in the lineup to potentially be that first guy in the first inning. So now I don't know if that's in Ron Blumberg's book, but yeah. I got to read that. But anyway, all right. The second history moment is 1974. This day was the opening day for the Yankees who played two seasons at Chase Stadium while the new Yankee Stadium was being built. So back in 1974 and the Yankees actually had a really good record in, in, uh, in, in Chase Stadium over those two years. And, and so I was, you know, very impressed with, you know, because Shea Stadium is a defensive stadium. And you don't yeah. think of that when you think of the Yankees playing and stuff. But they didn't do too bad. They finished 172 and 150 over those two seasons. So, which is, I guess, you know, I don't know if that really wins games, but, but uh, they went there and they led off against Cleveland and won the game. So, mm-hmm. so there you have it. Your history moments, one DH, one repair. One facility under repair. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully on Friday we'll get a memorable, uh, few, uh, memorable, memorable opening day against the Red Sox that will go. Uh, uh, that will be uh, maybe one of these future, maybe a Brian's history moment in the future. <laughs> we'll, that <would> be- <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yep. Um, well, well, you guys, you know, you're going to be under. Are you guys, are you in rain right now? Because uh, it, it is raining, yeah. Yeah, you're you're gonna get it for the next 48 hours, buddy. Sorry. So, yeah, um, yeah they, they they I was looking at the radar and it's it's one big green blob over yeah. the uh, Long Island, New York City, and Connecticut area and stuff. And it's supposed to be 99% tomorrow too. So they made yeah. the right call by moving this starting uh, moving the season start to Friday. I look forward to it. I know you do. And uh, and you said you're going to one of the Toronto games. Yeah, I'll be there uh, next Wednesday on the 13th. So we'll be recording that morning. Um, yeah. And, and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun with that like we usually did when we knew people were going to the games last year. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Yankees Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. We'll be back next week uh, and baseball is right around the corner.